Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora! Welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and mediocre movies of film history. How's everybody doing today? Who are you? Oh. Who's this random voice? Oh, this ghost? Yeah, sorry, just I, forgot, I forgot. I just got straight into the... I don't know your the, name. You know, it's it's a, okay. Well, coming at you through the spooky, spooky podcast airwaves, this is Cassandra. <laughs> I'm James. And I'm Rebecca. I'm kidding. No, my name is Matt. <laughs> so I just got so excited because I'm, I'm in a different uh, part of the country to the boys this episode. I know, so it's I very to fitting for this episode. Them. Yeah. That you're in a large... Slightly old, well, slightly creepy. I didn't want to be too mean to it. And not large. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with being old. Has it been creepy? Are there any ghosts? Whereabouts are you? So I am in the Michael King Writers Cottage, uh, Writers Centre up in Devonport in Auckland, which is a writers' residency area um, where I'm hanging out. Yeah. Uh, Fancy, prestigious. It's very fun. Um, So far, it's yeah, uh, just been me, which has been nice. Except that it's kind of in the middle of like a park area where a lot of people walk past all the time. So Mm. uh, yeah, there's just a lot of people wandering past, like through my window that I can see that keep making eye contact with me when I'm trying to Mm. work, which is a bit distracting. (laughs) And how how long are you there for, Cass? Uh, I am there until end of November. So I'm here for a month. So you'll have one more episode after this that shall have uh, a summer remote recording session. Well, you are. Hopefully shouldn't make much of a difference for those listening at home because we are always remote to you anyway. But, you know, it's a bit of a different, bit of a change. Yeah, as as always, if there are technical difficulties, just roll with it. You know, yeah. we're a, we're a casual crew, um, and we will do our best to fix it up next episode if there is. Mm-hmm. Me and James just came from um, Halloween. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we had a big wild night. So yeah. uh, another audio drama to shout it out is called The Witching Hours, and that was recorded last night and over the last couple of nights at Bats Theatre. Um, it is created by uh, Yutha Dean and has a whole bunch of writers from New Zealand. goes way back to 2014 and has now mm-hmm. has been revived um, with the help of a mulled wine, Eleanor Strathan's company. So we had that. I got to perform with yeah. the wonderful Bronwyn Ture. Uh, it's a two-part um, Halloween spectacular yeah. about a town called Horrifica and uh, the satanic rituals that go on there to get rid of kids uh, because they are a blight on the aged population there. And James was rocking a burgundy suit. Yeah. The classic, recording. the iconic James Burgundy suit. The iconic bell bottoms from James. Yes. So uh, Bronwyn and I tried to find a theme and we could have done black. She had some blacks. Um, she's currently crashing down here because she's also in the pantomime. But we started to go for red. Uh, mine was a bit darker. Different shades. Obviously. Different yeah. shades. But I said that I was, my Halloween outfit was the Labour Party uh, because they have done some some monstrous actions recently. <laughs> uh, I don't particularly think monstrous is necessarily. <laughs> monstrous right is words. maybe a bit of a. Um, it's a stretch <laughs> in order to fit with the Halloween theme. Drag them. Uh, but uh, as I said on Twitter, it was dark red because I'm currently dark on red. That's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's been a lot going on in New Zealand and a lot going on all around the world. We are mere days away from the US election yeah, yeah. and so just had our own election. Yeah, we're going to have hopefully a new president this time. Fingers crossed. By, by, by this yeah. time, in two weeks when we record we the next, next podcast. Recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, we don't know the lay of the land. Stay, yeah, you know. I have a wedding coming up in two weeks. So wow, that, yeah. congratulations, Matt. I know. Who's like the happy you guys person? are um, invited to my wedding to myself. This is, I, I don't want to be too rude, but this is a little late notice. <laughs> Look, I just wanted to upstage you guys. I had to, I had to um, you know, do it first. Of yeah. course. Because whoever does it first wins. That's um, the rule. No, Whereabouts is the wedding? Uh, it's in a gallery in Wellington. Ooh. And we'll see. I don't feel nearly hot enough to be there yet, but we'll see in two weeks. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You had wedding. mentioned this in earlier yeah, uh, yeah, podcasts yeah. about getting ready for it. We'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, I did. Now. I was um, Cruella Deville last night, so I did. Um, Have you put up the photos yet? I did. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. I haven't been on oh my Facebook God. much. James. But it was a look. No, Do you want to detail it? I didn't um, put it up on Facebook because, hello, Facebook is dead. Yeah. Um, it's up Fair. on Instagram. Oh, the place where okay. you put um, images. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just... Uh, I just felt like skinning some dogs, and uh, no, I, no, I had a fur coat. You skinned those puppies, and um, you know, sprayed half of my hair silver, mm. um, and bought like some bits and bobs from like a flapper outfit, and some red gloves, and some little Dalmatian toys, and a cigarillo that was fully That's functioning. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, no, and now I think I might dye my hair silver. TBD on that one. It looked good. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, Silver Fox. Yeah. yeah, and Matt and I had a had a photo shoot outside of uh, Bat's Theatre yeah. in order to get the right look. Um, gave him a bunch of options, some very unflattering because well, yeah. we were trying to get the mid-smoke kind of <laughs> look. I think we figured out that it was best for video yeah. because, like, the photos were just, like, me making, like, stupid faces <laughs> while I was, like, blowing the smoke, but, you know. Yeah. Is, did you go with the video in the end? I think so, yes. No. Oh, I did. I did a couple of photos, which were my pre-planned photos. Um, Oops, sorry, James. Oh, <laughs> um, man. Thrown under the bus. I know. But um, my my um, Insta story video is is your video. Oh, yeah. thank you. Um, and now let's blow, blow some smoke out. Some other things <laughs> up, <sis. laughs> as, as I was say, as interesting as it is hearing about your various social media posting. <laughs> I was trying. And, <laughs> was trying. <laughs> and, and I'm sure our, viewers, our listeners are so Yeah, we listed tweets. We listed Instagram. It's like, James, I just wanted to mention it. And he was like, detail <laughs> the whole thing. Let's drag it out. All right. Um, all right. Please, please let us move on to something more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Pop Corner. Pop, 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 pop corner. Cass, have you been consuming anything while uh, you were up so there? So, what have I been doing? Well, up here, um, I've mostly been consuming research for my research residency, which is uh, very interesting, but not necessarily uh, anything good to share on the pop cultural front. But I did want to share uh, what I was getting up to last week, um, is that I finished uh, John Boyce's digital uh, story, well, the, the first half of his digital story, uh, 2020 or 20... Uh, or 20,020. I don't know how you would pronounce this because it is a digital <laughs> yeah. storytelling format and it's 20020. Um, oh, yeah, gotcha. And it is the spiritual sequel to 17776, which was his previous one, um, which uh, is this really fascinating multimedia digital storytelling piece, um, which is explores, uh, explores like a 
really interesting speculative fiction uh, America, but it's, you know, the whole world, but his stories mm. are specifically focused on America and on American football culture. But in the year 20,000 at 020 yeah. or 17776 in the earlier version, um, in which all humans have stopped dying uh, just at some point in the early 21st century. And life has kind of existed in the same way that it does now, but humankind kind of goes on forever. And so the, the only thing that we do really, and in so, so many ways that we kind of already, the only thing we do is play games and like play sports and find ways to entertain ourselves. Right. Um, and so it's really about like the idea that the idea of entertainment and games and um, sports and various things like that, that's kind of what humanity is. And it's a really interesting that's, that's really cool. look. And it's, it's narrated by Pioneer 9, Pioneer 10 and the uh, Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer, three satellites that are out in space that are watching mm-hmm. the humans. Where's uh, that? Where's that available at? <laughs> so it, it's just easiest if you search it. It comes. You can get it through uh, Secret Base, which is his, um, uh, him and his collaborators. Uh, offshoot of SB Nation, which is a sports website, because um, he's usually like a sports reporter. But if you just Secret Google, like, um, yeah, 17776 is the first one, and then 2020 is the, the second one, which is uh, halfway through, but there is going to be a second half of that, which happens next year. Um, right. So that one's mm. currently on a cliffhanger, but it just no, finished that's... last week, uh, and it was just a great cliffhanger. It's somehow like, yeah, it becomes incredibly emotionally involving. It's one of those things that sounds oh, like that. so hard to explain to somebody as you guys have just cottoned on from me trying to explain it to you. Um, and it is... There's like a love story in the final episode. Right? So this one is, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's yeah, there's, because everybody is immortal, Spoilers, basically. Spoilers, James. It's like, I mean, what is it to, like, yeah, what is it to be married to somebody for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years? while playing an endless game of college football where you can never leave a certain area of the the field the entire time. Mm. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it's just so, it's so fascinating. And it's really interesting in that it's given me such an insight as a person that's never gotten into sports. I felt like after I finished the first, the first of these, 17776, I was like, I understand sports now. Like, I I understand this entire facet of, of, of sport, which I never really got because just Hmm. the actual, like, physical element of it wasn't interesting to me mm. um but yeah it really no, it's is a drama. fantastic it's drama way of, yeah, of expressing that drama in a way that's yeah. that's understandable and really appreciable by people that are huge sports fans but also is just as equally appreciable to people that have no interest in regular mm. sport and like for me like american football is something i have like less yeah. than one percent knowledge of in terms of it as a game like i know that there's a quarterback like that is, <laughs> that's like <laughs> some total um and yet like yeah both of these series are just so fascinating and and so interesting and just so imaginative and yeah really say something about how games and sports make us human um in a that really beautiful really way cool. so i would awesome. strongly re- recommend it it's also just i haven't yeah. talked about like how it's told like <laughs> i really want to check it out that yeah. sounds so interesting i would say and like you know it's it's speculative because, like, you know, they live every day. Um, I feel like dying every day, so... Well, this is the thing. You know, it's like, if you didn't not have to, if, if you'd kind of solved all the main problems in the world, what is that heaven? Is yeah, one of the questions as well. Like, is this yeah. heaven that this is this world, or is, like, this as close to heaven as people would want? Like, mm. it's, it's really interesting. Um, but, yeah, get out there, check it out. They're both so cool, and, yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry if I haven't been contributing too much uh, this, this kind of moment, but I am kind of, like a bit starstruck right now because um oh. i just realized that i'm i'm talking with someone that has uh been featured on a on a major uh, uh network with the babasar the babasar the babasar 
Is this the pop? <laughs> is this pop she was gobsmacked. <laughs> the star is gobsmacked. Maybe, maybe it's not pop corner. This is but... James's pop corner. You can talk about <laughs> yeah. it. He oh, consumed I've it. Got, I've got other. Yeah, I did consume yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, uh, this so... is not my pop corner to talk about because I have never listened to myself be interviewed ever. Yeah. <laughs> I do not. Um, everyone knows I'm famously not a listener of Mixed Bag. Yeah. <laughs> I do not listen to this podcast. I have talked Fair. it. I lived it. I don't need to listen to it again. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, well, I haven't taken away from your. Maybe we can come back around no, to no, you. No, no, jump in. This is a great segue. Other, um, yeah, so uh, Cass was recently featured on the BBC um, called uh, on an episode of Podcast Radio Hour, um, which uh, is about uh, features podcasts and their kind of stories. And uh, there was an interview with uh, Cass and Ella Watts, and they were talking about podcasts that are spooky and, and scary, uh, specifically audio drama. And yeah, we, uh, well, we, uh, Cass, discussed um, uh, apocalypse songs, and it's really great to hear you go in depth about it and and the kind of the process um yeah it was really uh an exciting and interesting chat so and it's just awesome to see that um yeah the weirdness of how um international and and like unit like that, that the kind of spread the, of yeah the connectivity of audio, that we have yeah it's just yeah like, that you can just be yarning with someone just from your room and it's yeah the yeah. world we live in baby yeah indeed so if you listen to this podcast but you're not sick of hearing me talking uh which i can't imagine but i know there <laughs> must be some of you out there um yeah to check out podcast radio hour which you can just find on any good podcatcher mm. yeah um, I also wanted to shout out that we the passing of a screen oh, legend. That's right. Um, Sean Connery yeah, um, passed sorry. away just yesterday, uh, two days ago now, yeah, um, for yeah. when this episode goes up. Um, yeah. Uh, iconic. I was, iconic. Yeah. Superstar. Yeah. Cast does not find him sexy. That's true. That has been well documented <laughs> on this yes, podcast. That is true. But, you know. Yeah, so, uh, Cass, Cass, are you like dancing on his grave? Are you just so <laughs> no. happy and thrilled that the man is dead? He had a long life. His family were with him at his passing. A full long life. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I feel like a lot of so much of us were like raised on Sean Connery. Mm. But I guess my mm. touchstones for me was like his, um, the James Bond era because we were a big James Bond family. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, like he had a huge sex appeal. He was also yeah. emblematic of the the classic like fifties and sixties like sexism of the time. And as mm. uh, someone today like quoted a statement that he's made around it being okay to beat up women and stuff so that's kind of totally sucks um but yeah undeniably a legend definitely iconic yeah um even in his like older age he was iconic yeah well that's what i was gonna say stuff like entrapment yeah entrapment um, was that was a huge vhs in my house yeah we're gonna be i mean (laughs) late this film that we're talking about is is very horny and entrapment (laughs) was a major like horny film and like because my parents like strongly kind of relegated like which stuff we could see and for some reason entrapment made it through yeah and like sean just looking at Catherine zeta jones as her slender body just like moves around um <laughs> red line red white uh, uh fucking laser beams um and he's like very good yeah and she's like is this how i you know and she's in she's empowered as well she's learning how to be a a spy but it's a very horny movie right um uh, I def- Dragonheart, yeah. like um, I definitely like 
begged my dad to come see The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like... The, it's His just, final film. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if that didn't kill him. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because I thought it was cool, but, like, I fell asleep when I watched it, so... That's a good read of the film. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a was terrible, bad, yeah. terrible adaptation yeah. of a pretty good um, graphic novel series. But, yeah, th- thank you, Sean, for all you've done. Yes, or thank as you, my Sean. grandmother calls you... Cianne Connery, also RIP to her. That's ages ago now, though, but yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to shout out one of the uh, new video games that I've got addicted to is called Hades. And Hades is so fun. It's like a um, roguelike game where you play, uh, I always forget his fucking name, but you're the son of Hades, uh, who does exist in Greek mythology. He's just not all that well known. And Chiron? No, it's no. also Z. It's no. like Z. No, Chiron is the Chiron's the, the, yeah, the, the boatman. You, you yeah. meet him. Yeah, the um, So what the setup is, is you are trying to escape hell, uh, Hades rather, and every time uh, that you go out there and, and fight off various creatures of hell, you're trying to rise through the ranks, so you start off in Tartarus, and oh, then you yeah, go then to you go Asphodel. It doesn't do all the... Um, you know, all the kind of layers, but you yeah. go Asphodel and uh, Elysium and Styx, uh, and then finally up to the surface yeah. uh, where you face your dad himself. Um, you, Whenever you die, you, you like, get... Dante, you stay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you get thrown right back. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> I love it. It would, it would um, have gotten past because of the confidence with which you delivered it. Yeah. Yeah. I just realised what I said like in real time and I was like, oh my God. Anyway, uh, Zagreus um, is the name of the character you're playing. Zagreus, yes. Yeah. Um, you get thrown back uh, to the House of Hades. Mm. And the great thing is, like, along with all of the awesome combat, which is really exciting, you get to choose which weapons you do and, you know, like uh, it's randomly generated uh, rooms, which is what roguelike means. Um, you get to check in on all yeah. of your characters. So, like, when you're fighting, you can get visited by Charon, who kind of serves as, like, the the merchant, like, like if you get enough coin, because obviously mm. he needs, you need to put two gold coins on, on the dead for Charon to take you over the river Styx. So they've been like, okay, cool, let's make him a merchant guy. Um, You can uh, meet him and buy stuff off him. And there's this really cool function throughout the game where uh, you can be given, you can get nectar Mm. and donate it and give it to someone who um, you think is worthwhile and worthy of affection. And people have just been loving giving it to Charon because he is this, like, zombie-looking figure with this wonderful, like, wide-brimmed hat. Think, like, Beyonce's, like, I can't remember which. Yeah, formation. Um, (laughs) And he's like a zombie. He's like, (gasps) that's all he does. He just, like, has this gasping groan. But he looks so sweet. And Zagreus is... I feel like I'm in love. (laughs) Yeah, and he's so, like, oh, Oh, yes, yeah, nice to see you. Always lovely to catch up. Love our convos. <laughs> and he's like, Ugh. And if you give him nectar, people just on Twitter have been like loving Charon and giving him so much stuff. So you have um, Sisyphus who like helps you out. He's always rolling yeah, that rock. rolling that rock. Yeah, you have all of the um, the gods like visit you and gift you with um, items. But there's that this. That's cool, actually. Yeah, there's this. Um, uh, there's the sense that once you 
finally get out of Hades. The game doesn't finish there. And obviously with all of the Greek gods, they're all like vying for your affection and don't like it when you like prioritize others over them. Mm -hmm. So I think at a certain point, you're going to have to be fighting more than just Hades. You're going to have to be going against Zeus, against Poseidon. I don't know. I I can't wait to see where it unfolds I always like those games. Like I definitely enjoyed God of War. Yeah. With those games when I uh, used yeah. to play video games more regularly. I mean, just like yeah. the myth, uh, the mythos is just like so strong. The man, it's, it's the myth, <laughs> the legend. Zagreus. Um, yeah, it's just so dense. And then, yeah, each time you chat with people, they, they have a little update. And uh, Medusa is called Dusa and this. She's like cleaning the house <laughs> of Hades. And yeah. she's like, hey, Zagreus. <laughs> and all the like snakes like talk. And you right. have your old pal Achilles. There's um, Orpheus and Eurydice, except they're long dead now. And um, Orpheus has like lost his will to play music as the court right. musician. And oh, Eurydice is down in Asphodel, like, just jamming some tunes herself. And it's just so cool. And they, they clearly know their shit. And That's it's, really cool. Yeah, it's deeply addictive, though. Like, for me, I, I, I like a lot of video games, but, like, roguelikes, because there is... There is still an, a story, but it's very just like, oh, well, I could just go again. I, I think I'll do better next time. Let's try again. Mm. Um, the Binding of Isaac, which is based off... Um, Isaac and Abraham uh, as another video game roguelike that I got super hooked on. Well, biblical this time. I know, Mm, Different God. Different God. Different God. (laughs) Um, So i got to be careful with it, but uh, Hades is amazing. And I have one other little shout-out, which I can't recall right now, so I'll just check my phone. Is it Hubie Halloween? Yes, that's what it is. (laughs) Hubie Halloween. So um, there is is Halloween. I love this kind of time of year. Didn't get to celebrate it much when I was a kid because my parents were like, like, oh, celebrating demons and stuff. I'm not a fan of yeah. that. Uh, but now... That hocus pocus. Yeah. Uh, now that I am a grown old man, uh, I can do what I want. And what that uh, <laughs> resulted in is watching the Netflix... The Netflix original Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi, Kevin James, uh, and a whole bunch. And... I had heard really good things. Is it good? And I come back with the news that this could totally fit on this podcast. Uh, It is some really strong bits. Ray Liotta shows up as like this bully of uh, from from Goodfellas case. Um, I know of him. Oh, cool. Uh, Oh, he's he's the defense lawyer in Marriage Story. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's the guy. He's (laughs) always the one that's not Alan Alda. Yeah. Cancer's <laughs> like okay. Like, so, yes, okay, yes. who the fuck is that? When I so when I saw the trailer for Hubie, you see Adam doing this. Oh hey, hey, I'm Hubie. I got it. And his whole like thing is like protecting people on Halloween. He's worried about it, but is deeply terrified. And I was worried that that accent would be too much Problem to at. handle. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he's just like doing a like a character that doesn't quite fit in a social yeah. outsider. Uh, as opposed to anyone that has a, a condition or on the spectrum or anything. But, uh, you know, you never know with Adam um, in terms of the characters that he chooses to play. Um, but I think aside from, like, some dud jokes and, you know, the occasional, like, comedy is always it dates real fast and they still have some, yeah. like... Is dud jokes the British version of <laughs> jokes? <laughs> dud, dud jokes? Dud jokes. Dud jokes. <laughs> Good call. Um, it's a really, 
Yeah, it's a really, of like Adam Sandler films and just to like uh, pop something on and watch, I found it really fun and enjoyable. Steve Buscemi like plays this like, at first you think he's a sinister character and uh, turns out that he's just a lovely werewolf that um, just wants to, is trying to hide his stuff. So yeah, check it out. Hubie Halloween um, plays great during Christmas. Um, Wait, (laughs) Christmas? Well, we've missed Halloween now, so there's no other time to watch it. Can I just say about Halloween, it is not a straight holiday the creativity or lack yeah. thereof in the costumes. Oh, right, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, Horrific. There was some, the real crime. There was the some night. rough um, stuff last night. I'm not night, even Cass. talking about culturally appropriative stuff. It's just like, yeah. if you think the Joker is the height of creativity. We saw oh. so many Jokers. We oh. saw so many. No. Like, oh, there wasn't. Keep it. There was like a <laughs> big, like, weird lion. Like, of all the things, or like. Look, I was expecting more Joe King. Exotics. Yeah. And, like, even then, I would have taken a million Joe Exotics. Yeah. Then, like, the. It was Dumb pretty, it was rough out there. That, but so. then again, like, you know, it's not for the straights, but, you know, the That's people true. that aren't straight, there are some really inventive costumes that we're out and about yeah. too. So, you know, it's a mixed bag, as you I'm say. very <laughs> much of the, like, I think it's in Japanese, I think it's like Jimmy Halloween, which is like where you dress up as an ex- absurdly specific, like, element that. of everyday yeah. life that you uh, just, yeah. like, guy who's in the wind. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's my type of Halloween costume. Yeah. Is generally Talking something that's absurdly specific, and nobody will get or like you have to tell them, and then they might go, huh? Uh, yeah. Talking that's, of that's Japanese, the, uh, the Great British Bake Off is about to have, or maybe just has had. I think it's just uh, had Japanese it. week. Um, yeah. we I should, heard about it. We I... should watch it over Zoom together, Cass, sometime. But we have been enjoying that. That is great fun. Uh, Obviously, the season itself, maybe not the uh, that episode that remains <laughs> to be seen. I just heard they make other Asian treats. That's what I heard. Yeah. Well, also that their, their main racist. thing is like, we will make kawaii cake. Yeah. Which is just like, oh, just it's not, it's that's not a thing. <laughs> like, mm. that's just, yeah. yeah. Kawaii. How about you, Matt? What have you been watching um, and taking all right. I'm going to um, talk about a couple of trailers that dropped. There is one trailer uh, uh, called Stardust, which is the David Bowie musical. I just want to note it because it looks terrible. And all these like... Have you seen that trailer? Yeah, yeah it looks bad. Yeah. Because it, they don't have the music. And also... I know, they don't have any David <laughs> Bowie music. Which is like, so it's a David Bowie... As in, so when you say it's a David Bowie it's a musical, biopic. do you mean it's a biopic oh, it's about a- David Bowie without any David Bowie music in it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the worst thing I've ever I know. heard. Why? Wow. Aren't because we tired? Aren't we tired? We had Queen, we had Elton John, we're getting Aretha, we're get, and now we're getting, getting David Bowie, now. but without the music. The yeah, and the estate is very strongly against a biopic, and they're like, fuck it, we're doing it anyway, but without the music. Yeah. And also, like, people have been... Praising Johnny Flynn, Johnny Flynn, is that mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Flynn's performance, I don't know. It, it went really good. bad it to me in that trailer. He's like, I am kind of doing a voice, but, also he's but doing not a really. Face, like. Oh, right. Is that, yeah. has he got prosthetics and stuff on? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It I sounds know. like just a movie with nothing going Looks for bad. it to me. Looks bad. Yeah. Um, something that might could be bad, but also like might be like. Also, Velvet Goldmine is right there. Like, yeah, if you want a exactly. David Bowie, just go watch that. Yeah, or I was going to say, I'm not there. That's not David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good film, but yeah, Bob and I mean, David. I recommend it anyway. Just go and it's the see. B&Ds. Yeah, it's just the B&Ds, like, B&Ds. Just do it. Check it out. Yeah. Um, uh, something that might look fun, but also might be terrible, is the ter- the trailer for The Prom, which... Man. <laughs> I, so I have a bone to pick with The Prom adaptation, which yeah. is that I am a big fan of Caitlin Kinnunen, who did the original... Oh, yeah, was originally she was the lead in cast. Actor. 
Exactly. They have cast an unknown in the Joel lead role. Joellen At least I don't know who this is. I don't know who she is yeah, either. I have never heard of this person. Why not cast the, the Broadway actor? <laughs> Does she look was... too old? No, but no. Ariana DeBose is playing no, yeah, the Ariana like, Grande yeah, like they, role. They, they would fit really well. She's like, you know, know, she's like my age. She's not that yeah, old. She's yeah. only like, yeah, she's like mid-twenties. She can play a high school. You know, does those roles you know. for yeah. So it just makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, I would understand if they were like, oh, we're going to cast, I don't know, Millie Bobby you know, Brown as the teenager. Yeah. Like, sure. And it's like, okay, yeah. the star casting thing. But when it's another unknown, just cast yeah. the... Broadway person and give her a big break. Like Absolutely. it's so frustrating to me. That's weird. To me, I'm just like, I dare I say, I'm getting tired of Marilyn Nicole together. Give me a different <laughs> actress pairing. I I don't know about Meryl and Nicole. I just I'm a bit tired of Meryl. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, I mean we did we, we did do a whole we have a lot more season. exposure to Meryl in recent Yeah, yeah. Times. It's concentrated dose of the streep. We've yeah. got streep yeah. throat. And it's um, <laughs> Good one. Good one. <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. Um, but also, it's Ryan Murphy, so... Yeah, okay. I don't know I don't know. Well, Cass made a great point of, like... I had seen the trailer, and I was like, you know, it's upbeat, and they sang, and, um, you know, I got a little shiver. And then Cass pointed out, like, the prom is way more, like, satirical, the or, like, you know, poking... way more subversive. Yeah, it looks subversive, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, yeah whole, like it was. It's poking uh, fun at all of these like self-absorbed like kind of assholes. Yeah, like um, the whole thing about it is like, oh, it's that they these people come in and insert themselves in a situation where all they do is kind of self self-aggrandizing, and it's not actually helping the characters. Um, but yeah, the the way that the trailer positions it is like, oh, they've got they're a bit of big personalities, but like it's all about helping these sweet lesbians go to the prom yeah, together. Yeah, it feels and it's very like, frothy. It's literally it's like a, it's a joke about but, how like ridiculous it is that these celebrities yeah. would insert themselves into that situation. Like that's the whole point of the prom. Like, yeah, it's, it's much more f- smart than that as a show. Like it's not even like one of my favorite shows. I'm just like, I feel like you're doing but a it's disservice, a, a bit Ryan. More, um, yeah, yeah edgier I guess than what yeah, they've shown in the trailer smarter. and and the last the last trailer I want to talk about is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom which looks really I actually haven't seen that trailer yeah, yet yeah. I hear it's great yeah um, I might hear really good things about Chadwick Boseman he might you know it's it's gonna be a Chadwick mm, versus mm. Anthony Hopkins fight for the Oscar right for the, for the father. father right and, and Viola might win her um, mm. lead Oscar also it looks good I mean it looks kind of stagey but like and they've apparently expanded her role from oh, the play. that's good. Yeah. I nice. am hearing, uh, everyone is saying, talking of Oscar buzz, that Amanda Seyfried in Mank and Mank is, is really like good. someone to watch. And then everyone is <laughs> saying like, oh, there was a tweet that was saying like, it was Meryl, Amanda, and oh, Cher. and, and Cher. Um, <laughs> All like Mamma Mia castmates that are managing to like get these like huge Oscar buzz moments above Glenn Close. Well, they've they've I, the joke is like if Amanda beats Glenn, they would have all beaten Glenn. Oh, I in, see. In yes. Oh, there we one go. One on one. One on one combat. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Mamma Mia is just incidental. Yeah. 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 No, that, like they wouldn't make that comparison if they weren't. If the, if Glenn was just like a loser, it would just be like she lost to all of them specifically. So mm. it would have been Mank, Moonstruck, and oh, the yeah, Iron true. Lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah. rough. Um, that would be rough. That's all right. Let's see what happens. We'll see how we go. Um, I also watched a show called Hot Dog, 
um, where Ooh. it's a it's a dog grooming competition, but it's pronounced oat dog. <laughs> oh, it's not pronounced hot dog. It's it's spelled oat dog, oat like dog. oat couture. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 pronounced hot dog, right. um, which is um, hosted by my fave uh, Matt Rogers, and it's just stupid fun. Like the dogs are like um, they are given like beauty treatments so and close-ups. So this is reality? Just yeah, yeah. It's just like a, it's like a competition program. Right. Mm. And it's just like, um, yeah, they are like given like like blowouts like Beyonce. It's it's like it's just good. Like a, it's fun. a good solve. How many it's episodes? So silly. Is it like, like six? A, yeah, oh, it's easy. like this first season. Um, you've um, reminded me of, that reminded me of Horndog. And then I remembered <laughs> oh, yeah. that we saw Baby, Baby Down. Down. How was that? Um, yeah, it's really sweet. Cass and yeah. I saw it uh, before yeah, she hit it off. Yeah, I've not seen film. it yet. Yeah. yeah. I would recommend. I feel like it's particularly for, um, I don't know, partic- particularly perhaps like uh, our sort of age group of like kind oh, nice. of millennials that particularly, I don't know if James and I, I think it struck a chord with because we're kind of at that age of like, settling down I guess in, in yeah. quotation marks and yeah. that sense of like what does this look like for our generation like mm. how can you go into familyhood oh, cool. without it being like you know an entire personality swap that mm. idea of like when people become parents that they just become parents and that's their whole personality now um mm. which I think is very scary for a lot of people in our generation mm. yeah um, that's cool I yeah like so concept. I think like it's it was less like ha 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 funny um than yeah. I think a lot of things are like, <laughs> does the title make sense in the movie because I'm just like it's a, what it's is a, baby it's a reference done? to like it's a reference to a thing that she says at one point so it's okay. like it's, it's one of those ones where she does say the title <laughs> okay because um, I'm like what but yeah is that? I felt like it was a very charming like kind of yeah. dramedy as opposed to like, so don't go in yeah. expecting like, oh, you I know, like that though. goofy like, kind yeah. of like That's ha-ha cute. comedy, but I think it, it, it succeeded at what it was trying to do, which was kind of more of that dramedy sort of style. Yeah. Do, you, do you want to know a scoop from uh, from uh, uh, Sophie and, and Curtis? Oh, readers. Um, I, you uh, get a, a get so, tea. So brief spoilers for Baby Done, nothing okay. major. Yeah. Um, so there's a moment where like a, and this is passed on through like a friend of Sophie and Curtis, um, Sal, uh, a, there's a moment where a dog like runs off the cliff mm-hmm. um, where like there's an accident where like a tennis ball goes over and uh, it jumps off a cliff and originally in the film the dog was supposed to die and oh. uh, they like full on killed the dog oh. and then they like watched it I think maybe played it to test audiences and were like oh shit this is too dark like no. and it yeah. also <laughs> yeah. became don't its, kill the its dog. own kind of thing yeah. so they had yeah. to do like uh, reshoots and stuff right. like that apparently which was yeah a bit of an ordeal and stuff like that but i think it enriches the film and yeah it makes it so much. i think, I think it's stronger. yeah i think that's the right choice i do not think this is a film that would have been elevated by a dead dog yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean yeah there's no it's not a, a dead baby play yeah, it's thankfully called, it's not and it done it's <laughs> no dog, dog done, done. Yeah. yeah um yeah. cool uh what else um uh, yeah, speaking of films, I just want to talk about briefly about two th- films that I watched on Netflix. Um, Trial of the Chicago 7, which is fine. Uh, it's Aaron Sorkin. It's fine. How I, does... Uh, so we've got two big Sasha Baron Cohen Oh, I'm going to talk about that as oh, well, because cool. that's the other film I want to talk about. Um, he was good. His accent was whack. Like, uh, what the hell was he doing? Yeah. But... <laughs> Eddie Redmayne's accent was whacker, so you know, there you go. Um, he was good. I, I, uh, Mike Rollins was also good. Um, I think my favorite of the cast is Yaya Abdul Mateen, mm. and also, also, if you watch it, truly, um, Frank Langella. Maybe this is not how he read it, like or like he performed it, but like to me, he was giving giving me camp. He was right. Yeah, oh, cool. Was just, yeah. The thing that I've I've heard about that film is like 
so like Sasha Baron Cohen's character and yeah, a lot of those kind of uh, characters were like quite radical and mm. like pushing the boundaries and stuff like that. And the fact that they've been co-opted and used to kind of serve as a commentary to like, mm. yeah, what's happening now in America feels very, feels very Sulkin and f- yeah. I don't mind it. Some of the tweets that I was seeing in terms of like Sasha Baron Cohen's like character her, like who he was and his kind of statements versus like what they get him to say yeah. in the film like oh yeah seems yeah, like absolutely. they've like watered it down they've definitely watered it, down his like politics to make it uh fit the film yeah but i know it's like aggressively fine it's just like a throwback to like a 90s kind of courtroom yeah. drama which we don't really get a Is lot the courtroom so was, stuff fun? yeah it's pretty compelling okay. i was i was uh enjoying myself so it was okay hmm. um and the other film that i want to talk about is borat's subsequent film which is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Like, the big takeaway for me is the the girl who plays her daughter, his daughter, yeah. Maria Bakalova, who is just amazing. She's, like... Oh, cool. Uh, I hear it has, like, a real strong heart to the film. Yeah, And I assume yeah. she's a part of that. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's okay. Like, it's funny. Like, I find Borat funny. I forget how much I find, find him funny because he was, like, obviously overexposed, but, like... Uh, I, uh, yeah, no, I was like, every time he just says US and A or like, yeah. very nice, I'm just like, oh, that's still funny. It's just the there delivery. Was, it's there the was delivery. A, there it's was a good funny. video that um, was put up on, on Twitter where that they didn't include in the film mm. where like he, he was at a Trump rally and, and singing songs and oh, they realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, what they didn't include is like they figure out that he's like this he's there to like mock them and like they start like hounding on like he has to like run away and like yeah. hounding on the trailer door and they have to like drive away really really fast and they sound really antagonistic yeah and you kind of like clock like oh like he is really like putting his life on the line in order to like do these kind of bits that there is like more of a yeah a more of a moral message that we don't always see in the yeah. film because uh yeah he it needs to be more about the jokes in his mind as opposed I think- to the risk yeah. that he's doing. I think obviously the big takeaway from the film is like the the Giuliani of it all, which I think is like a bit overblown. It's not even like the most uncomfortable thing in the film. Right. I, I cringed a lot of the time. I just don't do well with that type of comedy, but I powered through. Um, but Maria Bakalova, she's amazing. I hope to see her in everything because she's so funny in it and she's just amazing. Um, but... Uh, before we move on, I just want to quickly shout out just some music stuff. I've turned around to to Folklore by Taylor Swift. I've been um, listening to that because I needed something emotional. And you know what? She delivered. And also Ariana Grande just um, dropped a new album like yesterday. And it's like Lazy Sunday Bedroom oh, cool. Hook Up Chills. What's called? It's called Positions. Yeah. And she also has a song called 34 plus 35, which if you add up... I'll let you do the maths. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, um, yeah, Taylor Swift folklore goes well with Phoebe Bridgers to listen. If you're not into Taylor Swift, um, just pair those two together and it'll be. Mwah. And talking of uh, 69 and uh, some real <laughs> like out there, sexy, like frothy, rough stuff. Uh, this was this was a hot and heavy film, and I think it's time to get to it. We got to talk about Rebecca. Feature presentation. <laughs> so, our uh, feature presentation today. Who picked this one? It was you, Matt, right? I think we just yeah. kind of like needed a film for Halloween. Yeah, this, and I think coincidentally, was suggestion though. Yeah, yeah. coincidentally, mm. this was like dropping at around the same time, and we were like, oh, that looks like 
trashy fun kind of and it has like shades of horror without being an out and out horror yeah which you know Cass is not a fan of horror I guess gore is your most I'm I'm yeah yeah, generally like uh, anything that's got any visual like gore Mm. elements to it um I think even in yeah in any film where it's lingered on like even if it's not necessarily a horror film I think it's more the gore specifically that just really gets me Whereas um, the most you yeah. see in here is like a cut in a hand and a skeleton. Well, this isn't really a horror film at all, I would say. No. No, it's like <laughs> a... The spirit of Rebecca has horror elements. Yeah. yeah. But we'll see if they succeeded yeah. with this film. I guess that was enhanced more with the, the Hitchcock version. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what's everyone's history with this movie? I'll uh, go first. You go first. Uh, I had seen the Hitchcock movie. I have not read the Du Maurier book on which it is based. Um, so I was very surprised to ho- find a whole nother chapter of the story that I did not really know about that's not really included in the Hitchcock version. Um, uh, but obviously I had not seen this because it is a new drop. But I am familiar <laughs> with Ben Wheatley's other films. I, I'm a big fan of Wheatley. He's done some really interesting stuff. He's really stylistic. Um, Kill List, Field, Field in England, Sightseers, like always pushing the boundaries um, with what he can do filmically and going really abstract and weird. So lately he's done a bunch of stuff like The Party and this, and I was I haven't seen The Party, but I was worried the party. that... Yeah, I know. It's just like a, a whole... It's like a comedy of manners kind of thing. That's Sally Potter. Oh, well, he did another one <laughs> like that, uh, that it's called like oh. The Night, The Event or something. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it's something... I'm pretty sure he was, that was um, Wheatley, but I must be thinking of something else. Um, I'll pull it up on... Uh, yeah. But yeah, I was uh, worried worried that he was steering away from his stylized weird roots and we'll see if he has or not later on today. Cass, what is your history? Uh, I, I was thinking about it and I'm pretty sure I watched Rebecca, the Hitchcock version, the last time that I was on a writing retreat. <laughs> oh, I nice. Wow. So that's very... So, which I didn't um, realize until I was halfway through watching yeah, this Yeah, very um, fitting so for, I guess for that means um, I would your have situation first, right now. Yeah, I would have first watched it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I also... The only other situ- like yeah reference of it, I also haven't read the book, um, but... Uh, I'm a big fan of the show Sleep No More, which um, I saw a couple of times in New York. And uh, it's generally based on Macbeth, but there's also a lot of Rebecca influence in it as well. So there is a bit like there is a nurse character who's kind of based on Mrs. Danvers. Danvers, um, Who, uh, yeah, at one point, if you get like the private scene with her, because there's like one-on-one scenes if she selects you out of the crowd. So I had a private scene with her where she did um, the Mrs. Danvers monologue from the end of the bedroom scene, Mm, mm. um, which was very cool. Uh, so, yeah, which is something that I didn't put together properly until I saw the Hitchcock film. Um, mm. which, oh, so that's the, the monologue, that version, because uh, I don't think it's the same monologue in this version. Um, right. Yeah, but right. I, yeah, I like the Hitchcock film. Um, I, yeah, I really liked the, generally the, um, like, I, I think the aesthetic of it and like the, Mrs. Danvers-ness of it, I think, are the things that I strongly yeah, like, get into. Mrs. I feel like of it all. generally yeah. the like the 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 sort of like <laughs> I know and at the time it's very problematic, like kind of crazy evil lesbian vibe. Yeah. But, but I think it's very much yearning, like the performance crazed, of yearning yeah, is so interesting. Yeah. And I mean, we'll talk a lot about this because oh, I have so many okay. opinions about yeah. that how how that's treated in this version. Um, and but it's like yeah, a lot I think of the that time... was the stuff that really struck a chord with me the last time I watched it. And I think, yeah, it, it did for many people. I feel like that's the big sort of en- yeah. enduring image of the film or the enduring for character sure. of the yeah. film. I know a lot of the time that like like evil gays and stuff like that 
not gays, but gays, um, is like... <laughs> you said the that's, exact same It's the way. same pronunciation, James. <laughs> so K-Y-S. Yeah, is, is kind of criticised, but also it's like... It's fun. It's camp. It's, it's part fun. of it. It's like camp. Scar, Ursula. Yeah, like absolutely. It's fun, but also it's like you have we to have understand to that in the context of like, it's great and fun now that we have more options of varied character, yeah. but when that's the only option of characterization that you totally. get, yeah. I would say not it's, so good. It's something we must... <laughs> Yeah, kind of yeah, move past. I would say, like, like it's a thing where, you know, like, variety. because representation is so hard to come by at pre, like, 21st century, basically, like, mm. you're grasping at any representation you can find and extrapolating further. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have some amendments. Oh, one, uh, I don't know about your connection with Ben Wheatley, Cass, but I did force you to watch High Rise at one time. Oh, yeah. And I don't think you dug it. And the movie that I was thinking of, uh, which is very similar, like, visually uh, to The Party, but <laughs> the name is not at all like The Party. <laughs> it's Happy New Year, Colin Bursted. But it's not. But it's a whole bunch, it's a whole bunch of people <laughs> gathering together to a lavish country manor. Uh, yeah, I've, seen, yeah, I've yeah. seen the trailer yeah. as well. And so, like, the trailers feel very similar. High Rise, I just remember it's, uh, you know, the guy, that guy. Um, the, uh, Tom, Hiddleston? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. And he's wandering around and he's in paint. Yeah, oh, in sure. The house. Yeah. I have not seen and it. And you have it's Jeremy very, Irons. It's felt up like the top. Snowpiercer, but it's a building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Which is kind of Fine. fun and yeah. of itself. How about you, Matt? Um, I have not seen any Ben Wheatley films, which is surprising. So you're to me. you're wheat you're wheat free. Well, I am <laughs> now, not now. No, true. I've you've, consumed, I've popped my, my, my wheat cherry. <laughs> I Somehow that, have, that didn't work because it was two food metaphors. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quite overlap. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, uh, no, I have read the book, actually. I've, I've read mm. um, Daphne du Maurier's Rebecca, um, and I have watched the, f- uh, the film, the 1940 Hitchcock film, Best Picture Winner. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But With not Lawrence. a Best Director winner, famously. <laughs> oh. With Laurence Olivier. Laurence and, um, and John Fontaine. Fontaine, sorry. No. Crawford would be a very different no, movie. John, John Fontaine. And they got miscast. They yeah. got married, right? Aren't they married? Oh, no, he hated her. Yeah. Was yeah. he married to Mrs. Danvers? No, he's married yeah, to he, Vivian Lee. Oh, he man. wanted, he wanted Vivian to, be to be cast John as, Fontaine. As Mrs. Oh, Lawrence. that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I knew marriage yeah. was in yeah. there somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I find both Army Hammer and Lee James extremely hot. So, well, that is a perfect segue. Before we get to movie in a minute, which we will do in a sec, should we talk about hot butter? No. Okay, fine. We'll do movie in a minute. <laughs> do and movie then in we'll, a minute first, and then we'll jump in. That's customary. Just to whet our appetite. It was just such a perfect segue, but fine. All right, one minute. Matt is going to take this one. Um, I just need to set up my timer. So Look, just you're so keen. You're as keen as the second Mrs. De Winter is for Army Hammer. <laughs> she is so. She's begging for it. All right, uh, you have one minute, starting from now. Okay, so we have an unnamed protagonist. She is a housemaid, but she um, in in Monaco. But then she meets Maxim de Winter, who is of a higher status. He whisks her away to Mandalay. They get married. Um, we'll explain more about that later. <laughs> um, but in Mandalay, the big mansion, she is now the housewife. 
lady, matriarch, <laughs> boss lady. Okay, move on, move on. Um, Halfway. Uh, so she is haunted by the imposing presence of his first wife, Rebecca, who is dead. And she's being tormented by Mrs. De Winters, the housekeeper, because she is not Rebecca. And she's Mrs. Danvers is... Um, <laughs> So uh, dedicated to Rebecca. Um, Ten seconds. And look, uh, Rebecca uh, appears, (laughs) the dead Rebecca appears, (laughs) and Maxim is accused of her murder. She appears as a ghost? As a dead body. by the way. I nailed it. (laughs) I was like, this one's real easy. Matt should have no issue with this one. (laughs) But when it was like... They're there in Monaco. I'm, I'm like, say, we don't need these details. I'm going to say, just to prevent misinformation, she is not at any point a housemaid. <laughs> She's a companion. She's a I'm, companion. She's a lady yeah. that is very, very different to being a housemaid. Yeah. <laughs> she is, Mrs. Danvers insults yeah. her, saying, oh, I thought you were a housemaid. Mm, yeah, yes. well, you got the gist. Uh. <laughs> We'll talk about we it. missed the whole third act. <laughs> what was the third act? Sam if, Riley and Danvers. Well, we'll talk anyway, about the, it. We'll the, talk yeah, about the big, the big mm. twist being that yeah, Maxim did kill Rebecca. <laughs> she did. Yeah, but, he did. But Mrs. the second Mrs. De Winter's all good with that because it means that that meant that he didn't. He isn't still obsessed with his dead wife. He hated yeah, yeah. Her, that he actually really, really loves her. About. Yeah, yeah. He really loves her. Mm. Um, and also, there's a big um, plot point where she comes down in a big red dress, looking like Rebecca. Oh. Yeah. So excruciating. Yeah, we'll talk about it Um, in more detail. But to clarify, so the movie you were saying, Matt, doesn't make that explicit because of the Hayes Code, is that right? Yeah, so like the 1940 movie um, makes it seem like Rebecca did kill herself because we can't have Maxim... I, I getting this away up, with it's it. Thing. It's like it's not that she killed herself; it's that they had an argument and she tripped and fell. Oh yeah, over that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right. because we silly like we couldn't have yeah. Maxim getting away with murder. Yeah, and so um, it's very living. obvious, like yeah. that. It's like he did kill her. This is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she tripped and fell in the middle and of yeah. a heated and argument. That's the case in the book, right? That he did. He kill did her. kill her. But in, yeah, right. this, yeah. So the, this version of the movie does the book version where it's like, yeah, he just straight up killed her. And it's way more interesting and seeing this marriage, like, become closer through murder. Yeah, um, and also that this the moral implications of it, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit murky. We, what we discover is that she, like, uh, he, she told him that she was pregnant with her lover's child, mm. and mm. he would never, like, his, his own son would not inherit the manor, which is he's very obsessed with his family name and making sure that Manderley uh, goes down to future the winters. Um, hmm. uh, and so that's why he kills her. But then it turns out that actually she wasn't pregnant. She was going to a uh, doctor for her cancer, which was going to hmm. kill her in like a month. So it might have been that she kind of prompted him into killing him because killing yeah. her because she wanted to commit suicide. Right. So there's a bit of a, it's a morally like, you know, <laughs> you could yeah, argue which that is, the, makes the, it, the moral ethics of whether Which it's makes like, it a lot more know, like interesting and you're like, ooh, do I feel dirty? Which side am I on? <laughs> yeah. right. But before we get into th- Thinking too much. Let's think with our our urges. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Around. that is the worst phrase I've ever. Heard. Let's think with our urges. I feel like James is going to say genitalia, but then he just he just changes yep. his mind. Yeah. If you go back, listener, there is a momentary pause where I'm like, well, maybe I won't say that. Let's I just. Maybe you're all thinking it. Yeah. All right. 
Um, so, hot butter, MVP, most visually pleasing. This has been, uh, I've before we this episode, I've been asking people. Yeah, who James they has been think. canvassing people yes. because it's Lily James of Mamma Mia Cinderella fame. Mamma Mia Two, I should say. Here we go again, and call me by your name, Star Ami Hamar. So, who's it gonna be? Or is there anyone else in contention in your mind? Let's find out right now with Hot Butter. <laughs> oh, God. Please let's not make that the secret intro in future. <laughs> Who wants to take this um, first? I'll go first. I, yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like Army is not hot in this film. This is very, this is controversial, possibly, but mm. I feel like he was styled poorly. He looks sunburnt. He's not well cast. Oh, I, yeah, Let's I, talk about it. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about it. We'll uh, talk so about it. So I think it's a no contest, Lily James, for me. Like, I think she looks beautiful. Like, she's like, yeah, just like, so she plays, she's very well cast in this role. She plays the mm. ingenue very well, but she's also got like, you get the sense of like, you know, that she's haunted and that she's and oh, horny. horny. Not haunted. Oh. Honestly, oh, but yeah, but that she's desiring, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. in like a in, in the, the coquettish way that she has to because of her yeah. social class and the times, and yeah. I think yeah, that all sort of adds to her appeal. But I think she's also like she's styled very well to look very good. Mm. I just think yeah, like no, like I generally I think Army Hammer is a handsome man, but he just did not like do it for me in this film. Yeah, like, and I just think didn't, yeah. There's some, like, costume stuff to do. Like, his baggy, baggy pants. Like, he has, like, very visually pleasing, like, uh, striking uh, clothes, but they were not tailored well to him. Yeah, mm. and, like, I, th- I thought the colour of his big mustard suit that he wears at the start <laughs> just looks bad. Like, he's got a sunburned face great. and the yeah. mustard suit, he looks like a bloody hot dog. Like, yeah. And yeah. it's all wrinkled. And I'm like, yeah. I understand. I feel like the wrinkling was like, oh, we're going to show he's a bachelor. He's not caring for himself. And I'm like, but, he's really rich. He has someone to do that. Yeah, exactly. Like, he has so many servants. That doesn't make sense. I feel like they were just like, oh, mustard. That's like, that's a colour that's going to stand out. Colonel mustard. Yeah, yeah, but it does. It looks like Colonel mustard in the library. It's not yeah. It's not flattering. Oh, yeah, she wants to do Colonel mustard in the library. Yeah, <laughs> they, were, they were doing okay. it all we're over. Gonna, we're going to unpack this later. Yeah. Um, I James. wholeheartedly agree with Cass. Like, Lily James, like, one looks stunning in all of those outfits uh, and, like, uh, you know, like what you kind of maybe expect from a period film. But, yeah, I was really surprised, and this maybe comes into the filmmaking and the intent as well, of, like, how, like, underneath that, the underbelly of, like, how, like, craving she was for mm. Max and that, like, yeah. It was like, hot, yeah. But it's, like, it's that basic human thing of, like, I want this fucking guy yeah. or person. And, like... Yeah, that really came through in her performance, and that made it so much more attractive. Uh, her, her, attractive as um, MVP. Okay, here's my controversial take on this. Oh, I thought they were like not that hot in like most like the first maybe hour or so of the film. It's like, a rough first hour. Yeah, like Lily looks cute. Um, the hair is not that flattering on her. Like I feel like the it, hair is styled in a way it, to make her look not yeah, like rich. Yeah, you know? mousier, yeah, which, I, uh, which makes sense yeah. to me. But I'm yeah. just like, visually, you know, she's looked hotter. Um, yeah. But, oh my God, when she puts on that Rebecca outfit <laughs> and the girls were out and the black hair, oh, oh my God. <laughs> And like, and when she gets and it, how so dare Army just here, stare at her Matt's with vote horror? Here is for Rebecca, for the ghost of Rebecca. Yeah, no, but like, <laughs> but this but, is the thing. Yeah, no, the yeah. painting. 
The painting was fucking butt ugly. Like, <laughs> that is Rebecca. Oh no, my that, god, Becky. Not supposed to be Rebecca. Look at her face. It's not Rebecca. The painting, the, painting, the painting is of Maxim's relative. Oh, and, and, Rebecca, and Rebecca wore that outfit. In that outfit. Uh, the last time, the last time. She was, was fucking. supposed to be Rebecca. <laughs> no, we we don't were have wondering. Any, I feel like that's like one of those cultural memory things because that was one yeah. thing that I also was like, oh, there's a big picture of Rebecca, and that is not a, a feature of this film or yeah. the story. Yeah. I think it's just something um, we misremember because it's like she looks yeah. like the we picture. Were wondering Rebecca who, also looked like the picture, but the picture is not Rebecca. It's kind of a weird thing. Okay. We were yeah. wondering who Rebecca was going to be. We were like, you know, if there is a face, it better be. Because there's some, that dude on the, the, the brother-in-law or whatever is like, oh, she was the most beautiful woman I in the world. I thought he, like the, the, um, the one that, oh, not the brother-in-law, the, um, the cousin that was like, oh, yeah. cousin, that was sleeping with her. That was like, that's kind of gross. Uh, he was he very well cast. He was so yeah. well cast. As, like, he was so um, caddish. And it's just the line of moustache. Oh, but, oh, like, oh, but also like the back of his hair. Know. He's got some loose tufts of hair at the bottom <laughs> of his hair. It was disgusting. I, yeah, this is Sam Riley who was in like Control and yeah. um, uh, Bride and Rock. I think, yeah, I do think he was well cast. I think he goes a, a bit big here and there. But oh, yeah, but I think he was look, having fun. And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. oh, I, I enjoyed but, uh, it. <laughs> I just want to say in terms of look, it it really shows that Lily James um, suits longer hair because in the last section, oh, she looked ravishing. The girls <laughs> were out. She was so horny in that last shot. But also, Army was like really, um, yeah, styled not well throughout most of this film. But when he was mussed up, oh my god! Oh, like yeah, like he was so with his, his hair all a tumble. When he was like, tussle. yeah, he was like thrown into the cell, and then like the second Mrs. Jennifer. Like that's what <laughs> Jennifer breaks her from now. <laughs> Jennifer De Winter. <laughs> Who's this? Who are we talking about? I don't know. Like no, she doesn't even name. Oh, oh right. Mrs. De Winter. Okay, yeah. Becky. No, no, that's Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> um, she cannot. She cannot be Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second Mrs. De Winter breaks him out, and he's like all tousled, and his hair is like uh, he was very hot. Um, mm. So both i can't I, decide you, you uh, huh. we're all both quite like scandalized as well when um and dowd who we have not mentioned we'll talk about in a bit <laughs> my sweet girl and dowd yeah <laughs> she's like oh you're dressing like that i can see right through you and then you uh, it's a, like a she's it's like a, it's she- kind like of a little like sheer white tennis yeah. flotation uh kind of moment with with max and yeah like you can see a bit of nudity i was i was quite shocked all right look i think this is a good segue what? to like what we liked in the film yeah yes. and one of my big likes yeah. is the horniness oh my god i thought this film was so horny I, contrib- I felt like this film was more sexually explicit but i didn't find it particularly horny I thought she was really horny for him. I thought she her was like, horny for him, but I didn't feel like much sexual magnetism from him. No. And I think that was because he was miscast. And I think just on a one-sided level, like it just didn't quite work. And so like, yeah, they had sex scenes. I was like, oh yeah, there's like, this, this I is, thought, it just felt like Ben Wheatley being like, ah, I'm not making this film in 1940, so I can shoot sex scenes. And I so just it, didn't uh, expect yeah. her to like, show so much desire for him yeah like she was literally I mean, bothered every she time. was she was holding that yeah. like army wasn't really giving that side of it and that's why that first half is of like first hour is yeah, not so strong well, but like her desire for him yeah it's was crazy. coming through in waves because every time like she seemed like like the only thing she cared about was like the good dicking down she had like last night she just 
Oh. And also what I do like about this film is I like when the kissing looks good. Like, you know, in some films and they know they're just like kissing because they have to. Like they looked like they were kissing because there was spit and they were like kissing. Like I liked it. They I liked the it. kissing. And there was they some in it. There was some shots like the sequences on like the beach where he's like putting sand on her back and like yeah, shot really like beautifully and warm and like in a because I saw the trailer for this and I was I was quite, we were all quite thrown yeah. by just how, like, kind of plain it was looking. And it's go, obviously it's going lusher than I thought in a would. very different yeah. direction than the Hitchcock film. And so, yeah, I guess a a, a bottle for me is, like, a, a like the, the lush kind of cinematography uh, that is, like, markedly, like, colourful and, and, yeah, the stylistic flourishes that he chucks in um, throughout. Another bottle that I'd like to shout out that we were kind of chatting about there was the doubt of it all, like <laughs> the Anne, like oh, incredible. I also enjoyed that Anne Dowd was doing like the like the transatlantic accent yeah. kind of situation. She was, I mean, she was and American, she was wasn't she? She is American, but she, the accent she was doing was like a uh, yeah, kind of British American. She did yeah, do the little. Accent. The character yeah. was American, right? I think she's supposed to be American, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. But that, I think I, I like that. That's yeah, the era. Like yeah, a, a yeah, yeah. She was doing transatlantic. Like yeah, New England would have that yeah. kind of yeah weird transatlantic accent, which like yeah. I feel like feels like a thing that Anne would have insisted on doing. Yeah, yeah. no, I loved um, I loved her outfits. I also she, like that it sort of pictures her as wanting to get with Maxim. Oh yeah, she was so horny for <laughs> I mean, Max. Everyone is like, craving someone yeah. in this film. Um. So yeah. So like one of her outfits, she looked like Miss Frizzle. Um, <laughs> There was lots of fringe. There was lots of necklaces, but also there was lots of vomit. Yeah, but but the most iconic moment for me for Anne is when she was like when she we first see her and she's like sick. There is like this like I don't know like oh, smegma like, on her of, mouth. Like, drool. Yeah, it's oh. like the like the dried <laughs> like white like patch smeg, of like and it was like this. I think it was like, so, like dried vomit or something. Yeah, like, so gross. much respect for <laughs> someone like, that oh is willing God. to go. Well, that I mean, gross. like so, but my Andout Andout is everybody I'm sure is aware of on this podcast of previous times Andout has showed up. I worked on a show with Andout where I was an intern. Um, so yeah, I which is why she's my sweet girl because she called me sweet girl whenever she had to <laughs> ask for a line, uh, but she had to do it the entire time. Uh, but in that show, she had to wet herself on stage and so she was set up with like a full like hydraulic kind of system okay i thought thought she actually like peed on her she did it every night seven days a week she was like she was like chugging like a liter of water just before i'm just gonna (laughs) she's like like, yeah there's a full rig and it was extremely gross (laughs) and it was in an extremely gross play that was about like her and her biological son like having an affair oh yeah that's right it was it was very gross Uh, ancestor so, you know, Harry <laughs> Potter talks up like uh, Hagrid's like big like hydraulic suit that kept him cool, Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, and Dad well, was know, still going one extra. She's got a special pea suit on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the hand pump situation. Such a good yeah. organization. What did What did you think of of the other prominent supporting actress in the movie, Kristen Ms. Scott? KST. So I have a whole. I don't know. I feel like it kind of this performance. I think fit really, really well for another film that I would Mm. like to make, which is not this film, um, which I would prefer to make, which is the film Danvers. (laughs) So this is the whole thing. What kind of film? I think if you look at Rebecca from Mrs. Danvers' perspective, Mm -hmm. it is such a beautiful, tragic story, right? Mm -hmm. 
Because like mm. the whole idea that Rebecca is a bitch, we don't know that. The only person that ever tells us that is Maxim, the man that killed her. So that's yeah. exactly yeah. what an abusive husband that killed his wife would say, you know. Mm. So mm-hmm. like because we it's, it's a very like perspective based thing. So if you're looking at Danvers, has like grown up like she's been with Rebecca since they were both like teenagers, or like she was slightly older and Rebecca was a teenager, and like they've been like close confidants and friends and so she's like fallen in love with Rebecca over this full life that they've had together and seen her get married to a man who doesn't appreciate her for the wonderful person she is uh sees her have these sort of joyless affairs uh and like then then has her die in a way that seems very unjustly um yeah like covered over and that sees justice not done for this person that she loves it's such a tragic story from that perspective. It is, yeah. Yes, and so I I'm think like, you have to I write like the, to, yeah, so this the is like, Sargosso Sea of Exactly. Um, it's like, where is the white Sargosso Sea of, of Danvers? Yeah. And I feel like Kristen Scott Thomas's performance would fit really, really well in that version because mm. like, I think she does play her like sort of strict and cold and very much like a mannered person in the way that like remains of the day style, like, yeah. you know, this is how yeah. to be yeah. a servant. Um, mm. That's, you know, you, you are very like cold and ordered and structured, but I, I could imagine that, yeah, like it would be so interesting to see that performance in a, in a film that was about that perspective and giving that perspective the due weight, because like, yeah, there's such a beautiful and tragic story there about this sort of like, you know, for all these reasons, this is impossible love story of like this difference of class and of gen- uh, like, you know, of same gender and like, yeah, there's this sort of thing of, you know, did she ever love her back? Was there ever a moment they could have been together or was it always like an unrequited love? For, yeah, and yeah. it's a, and it's, it's well, a really... guess what, Cass? Danvers, Ryan Murphy, 2024. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, no, Ryan it's Murphy not. is imagine. the exact type of person that would God. do that right? and do it so badly. Oh, right? <laughs> it's a, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a beautiful foil for, you know, what's happening with the second Mrs. De Winter and mm. Max of like, that's like a different kind of class thing, yeah. but is yeah. able to like happen and, and you know, people side-eye it but it's not something that isn't acceptable whereas Danvers and and Rebecca yeah yeah. and so I think for precisely the fact that I I really like Kristen Scott Thomas's performance for that film I really didn't like it for this film because I think this film sets up Lily James as our perspective character really strongly which I think like yeah we're watching this whole I mean I think that's why you guys got like oh it's such a horny film because like it's we're seeing her desire is like shaping our view of like yeah, this relationship. And of course, like the whole thing about Rebecca is that it's about one person's perspective, right? It's so mm-hmm. distorted. It's this mm. like, you know, even though the actual facts of this case, if you like look read this is a crime case, it's like this is like a really twisted, fucked up situation where a guy yeah. killed his wife. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Because we're seeing it from her kind of miasma of love. Like, what we're seeing is that Mrs. Danvers is an absolute bitch. Rebecca, like, was, like, the greatest, most wonderful person ever. Oh, mate, she was a bitch too. Ha-ha, yay. Like, Maxim, the most important, the only important person in the world loves me. Um, And so (laughs) I'm going to support him, ride or die, through this murder case. She really loves Maxim. Yeah, and it's, like... It's crazy. And so, of course, like... In that context, I'm like, Mrs. Danvers has to be way, like, meaner and sturdy and have, like, a a stronger, more, like... More sinister, right? Sinister kind of, like, yeah, cruel edge to her Mm. that I think she doesn't really have in this performance. Cruel, Because, like, yeah, we're supposed to be seeing her through that perspective, and it felt like she was giving too much of her own, uh, you know, the the fanfic perspective of Mrs. Danvers, which, like, as a fanficer of this, you know, like... This, this idea, I'm like, I, I understand where Kristen was coming from for that, but yeah. I think it doesn't quite work because because we're trying to see it through, um, yeah, second Mrs. De Winter's perspective. Yeah, dis- despite the fact that it, it hasn't isn't going, like, full hog wild on that kind of perspective, I did find that, like, court, uh, court scenes near the end where you, like, 
are riding along with them and like she's trying to fight for her husband who's definitely a murderer now we know um and yeah i still do think that moral conflict is still in the film and is 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 there and like did make me wrestle of like oh i do want them to win like the the film is like encouraging me to think that um which i don't remember experiencing in the first in, in the 1940s film because it doesn't get into that territory as much. And I think, I think in the 1940s as well, like supposedly because we believe, assuming we believe Maxim, he didn't kill her. So that, yeah. that conflict well, is kind Also in gone. the 1940s version, I think like the dynamic was different because... It was between Danvers and the second Mrs. Yeah, and the second Mrs. De Winter mm. was m- more intimidated by her husband, I guess, like because... Mm. Yeah, you know, they, they, there they was an feel, age difference also. They feel and, so and, equal, and I think yeah, yeah. The, the whole sort and of thing with this this white army feels so miscast to me. Yeah, well, yeah. army don't, he doesn't feel like the right guy for this. Character. Army just feels like a, a vacuum. Like I'm like he's not all that engaging. He's like just stiff and angry and always just walks out. I found the most effective shots, except for like the odd moment where he like really needs to sell it with his eyes or like. A, a, a scene which he manages to do is just him like walking away a lot of the time and mm. you know when he was trying to deliver with his his face in the majority of scenes it wasn't really hitting for me and so he it was like it was the film was working for me in spite of his performance as opposed to yeah, he was doing a competent I think, job but. i think yeah what, I, what i'm like what you cast army hammer for is like kind of an openness and a straightforwardness yeah, in some I ways really and that liked doesn't feel right for this when he was a bit yeah. more um vulnerable at the end but like i don't even know why he was cast like yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not british he's not um old yeah. enough like max is supposed to be a cipher and i'm yeah. not getting a lot from his performance so it is cipher like but it should be an engaging cipher i should be like what the fuck is his deal not and like yeah. oh well there he is, is. But it also, it also just... was never like kind of you know like he was going to london a lot or whatever or like going somewhere like he was not present and that kind of never was explored like that kind yeah. of fed into the paranoia of the second mrs de winter second um mm. and, and um but like it never got really resolved on there and like what what happened why was he going there like what i mean i guess it's just he's going there to do rich guy stuff like, you know, he's got business. I don't know. It's just not important. It's, I guess it just wasn't for the plot. I but think I, it's more I, about getting her isolated, but it's it, they, they should have explored it. It would have yeah, been good. And I, I feel like I should, even yeah. if it is just rich guy stuff, I should feel enticed by it because he should be... Yeah. This guy dominates her whole life. He, like, sweeps her up and, and she I gets totally enraptured. I feel like there should be, like, so I should more, feel of a, more of a sinister edge to Maxim as well. Like yes. In the, yeah. um, at least in the first hour of the film, you know. Like, totally. Yeah, I think they needs to he's be. He's guarded and yeah, he's like a caged like, tiger. Kind I do, of I do appreciate that they do explore the first half of their relationship, which is like not really explored in the 1940s version. Yeah, but that's the weak- courtship. Yeah, that's which the is weakest like- part of the film for me though, because I was like nothing. I didn't buy it. There were some nice shots. Yeah, I was like, no, I like. Are the, they really falling I in like love? I like the like, idea of it because like it does come in a whirlwind of like. Why do they get married? Like, but I, I kind of, it, yeah, in some ways, ma- it like, made sense to me logically, yeah, but it's like, meant to see, be, watching it, and it's in meant some to be ways, superficial, like, showing but that, showing that stuff kind of plays against like making him this brooding, mysterious, yeah, like, that's you know, true, yeah, uh, yeah. ironic hero yeah. figure, like where it's like, yeah, he's supposed to be kind of kind of hard-edged and, like, yeah, yeah. mysterious and, and, you know, very much, like, imposing and dominant. And, like, yeah. if we get to know him and, like, oh, wait, we've got so much in common, it's, like, that it it feels like it's trying to make this relationship palatable for modern viewers. 
but it's not mm. actually true to what the relationship is, which is like, honestly, they don't know each other very well. Yeah, it is and a they, really dumb like, idea to marry yeah. this guy. And like. to be fair to the film, they like they do have those moments of like sunny, nice, slack moments, and then he turns dark like through like a random like statement that she'll say or like mentioning Rebecca. And I think with a person that is not miscast, that we could still get that brooding, Byronic, but also like lovely time with them where it's like okay you can have a nice sunny time as long as you avoid these these various things that will anger him like yeah mm. it's just yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah I guess it could work but it's just yeah mm. I think it's it's harder and it's like it, it's a sort of thing where if if this part is working for you then the second half won't work as well almost like I think or mm. you know if, if you're a person that's really like oh I really like this couple it's such a cute romance it's like Titanic like <laughs> right it's like titanic and i, yeah. I guess it's that like is the class differences the, the, yeah. the, potentially you know. more of an intentional choice on wheatley's part to not make him as steely i it don't know it feels like yeah it feels like an intentional choice i think it's a wrong choice but i, I, feel, I feel like, like it is well to yeah. me i'm just like it feels intentional casting him as well but yeah, like it why feels like he's i like don't be like i don't unexpected. i don't understand the, the, the rationale behind it because i like, think it, it's yeah it's trying to be like oh the modern audiences won't accept that type of like kind of brutish like uh mysterious like yeah much older husband know. character i'll totally take it It feels like that's yeah. what that's what he's thinking so he's like i've got yeah. to go younger i've got to make him like you know more open and sexy and like you know all of that stuff um and it doesn't really make sense for the character it's more about just like what the audi- what, what will feel modern for this version of the thing yeah but i As mean like, like yeah we're always enticed by the rochesters of the world like like we're always going to be fascinated by someone that is charismatic but is kind of a dick. Like unfortunately, like I feel like we're like there's there's people that are that feel confident and know mm. what they're doing. Like that's enticing. Like and there's a way to I think yeah portray that in a way that's not absolutely alienating for a 21st century audience without yeah. it totally just changing the entire character, <laughs> like changing mm. the whole archetype around. You know. Yeah, it's wild that the adaptations of Rebecca have so f- like shifted the story so considerably because the forties version, him not killing her is massive. That's like Brick not being gay or like, uh, you know, like mo- most likely like being gay the, yeah, at the like end of the cat. Like Hayes code situation. Yeah. Changes. Yeah. Where they yeah. like fundamentally shift something. Cause I, f- yeah. I don't like, think there's like any issue in fundamentally shifting something in an adaptation, but I feel like it has to be, you know, to serve the story. Like, and, yeah, and I the, think him not well, killing her, I feel like doesn't feel like it serves the story. It feels like it serves the Hayes code. And yeah. I don't, this, I does. It's not like a huge thing for me because I think the 1940s version still kind of like gives you that, like the atmosphere, yeah, and the, the dread. Yeah. yeah. The and mystery. because of the way that, yeah, That's he's what's characterized in that version. Tantalizing you get the about sense more of like, oh story. yeah, he didn't kill her, sure, but like, <laughs> it's mm. more like he's lying, but she'll believe that convenient lie because it means that she can be with him, and she's like, oh thank God, it means that she did, he didn't love her. <laughs> like, that's the main yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I feel like the happy ending in this film was one of the things that was like, oh for me. <laughs> I don't know I, how it feels to you. But I don't like, even remember now. Oh, they're off in Cairo and they, like they get off, down again. Like, yeah, just having sex and like exotic I don't countries. Know, I Everything <laughs> ended all good. And I was like, what? What? Like, I feel like this is 
the whole like the premise of I dreamed I went to Mandalay again is like this 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 awful experience is like has has ruined you forever. Your marriage is like like fucked up because like you know that you covered for a murder. Like there's so much dark traumatic stuff, and it just seems so cheap to be like. And then we went on holiday, and it was all good. <laughs> to me, like because I feel like it fit this movie. <laughs> maybe like... maybe it fit the movie, but it, it just didn't feel Rebecca yeah. to me. It felt very like Absolutely. Ryan Murphy. To me, Murphy, I was like. <laughs> Who is Ryan uh, Murphy? <laughs> um, to me, I, I don't know. I enjoyed it because I was just like, oh, okay, it's hot. It's like, I like, I just not, like, this was so far removed from, it, like, the Rebecca that, like. It felt like the, we were, like, we're stuck with the bad guys. Like, we're, yeah. we're like, we've we've been complicit yeah. in these two hot people. I just didn't feel that, like it was trying to make us, like, I felt like this film didn't play into the ambiguity of, like, should she be with this guy who clearly killed his his wife like I feel like it was just kind of like but it's okay like because she really wanted to die yeah like so it's Mm. all good and like yeah and oh he was really like you know he was really um what's it called provoked which like into like it's very yikes to me um and then, yeah, that sort of the fact that that whole last third, we have this prolonged court drama and oh like her God. sneaking in to get the documents from the doctor and discovering like oh, oh, the cancer and this whole, this whole very like, and like also discovery of evidence, like <laughs> it's not going to hold up in court, babe. Like. <laughs> but like, she was like sneaking around. She was like, she retrieved, she stole the file. And then when her. they find her, they were just like, Okay, let's all just, we're gonna explain everything. I would have been like, that is my patient. Get yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, like, she, what did she say? She's like, and also now she's yeah. clearly doctored this file, so it's inadmissible yeah. in court. Yeah, and she's like, going to jail. Like, she's like, oh, I just took it, but everything that you see in there, I haven't adjusted it at all. I'm like, totally gonna trust real. her on face value. <laughs> yeah, very trustworthy. Oh, second, yeah. uh, winter. Absolutely, it was such yeah. a silly plot hole. Second, <laughs> her name was second. Second, her name was, was second. second. Second to winter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know, but I think all of that whole third act, it's not like there's any point where we are with, because we're so with her mindset, there's yeah. not any point oh, where we're exactly, like, yeah. oh, should I like stick my neck out for this guy? Like, he did kill someone. Like, I know no, it. She's, she has yeah. no, no ambiguity with her. She's <laughs> she, just straight up like, oh, no, she, oh, this is my guy, never, I'm going through She it. never has a moment of wavering. Like, yeah, uh, from she's Max right him. on in there. And so, she's just like, yeah, it's the like, the dick game is too strong. Like, it's just like, it feels like there should be some sort of, like, I don't know. It, it, I mean, like, yeah, sure. Like, great. It's all good. Like, he gets away with murder and now we're on holiday in Cairo. But there's there's no sort of sense of, like, the bad guys won. I don't think it's portrayed like that at all. I think it's yeah. portrayed like, our heroes you know? are now living it up and it's all good. Like, it just felt very, like, happy ending-y to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? But, like, you know. Yeah, if they I were going to go with this it. version, I wish they played up the rivalry with Mrs. De Winter more, you know? Like, like as her foil. But with Mrs. With herself, the foil of herself. The mirror has two faces. But yeah, I feel like there's not enough Mrs. Mrs. Danvers really in this film. Um, There's not, yeah. But we do get another old lady, which is another one of my bottles. Um, There's little individual scenes of like evoking like a horrific kind of like moment because obviously like it's still like playing with the like horror like thriller kind of genre and I I think that Wheatley like does have good moments that really like come through and are like horrific in terms of that like the manners of it all of like how so this is a scene where like the friend of of uh, Rebecca and uh, friends come around and they bring like this 
crusty old lady that's not speaking. Oh, that's um, that's not Rebecca's friends. That's Maxim's sister. And sister. Oh, Maxim's sister. Husband. Sorry. Yeah, but she is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's the new mother-in-law. Yeah, like, yeah. Maxim's mother. <laughs> and uh, and she's just sitting there and she's not giving anything away. And I'm like, ooh, that is a secret weapon right there. Something's going to happen with her. Yeah, yeah. And then she because she's fucking lost it. She's she's doddery. She doesn't know where she is. Not doddery's and ooh, ooh, but like she starts going, <laughs> "Who are you? You're not." You're not Rebecca de Winter. She starts like railing on uh, the second it's, Mrs. Yeah, it's de Winter. so just like primarily cruel, and I love yeah. it. Yeah, like, and she, but in she, like, like an unknowing way because yeah, of yeah, her, exactly. Like, dementia. Yeah, yeah. But it's just the thing. She, she laughs is the thing that's yeah. really cruel. It's like, but they're like, this is that's this is right. Maxim's wife, and she's like, she's <laughs> like, no, she's not. <laughs> she's not. Like, yeah, the absolute ludicrousity. Yeah, of that. no, that and is then, one of those things. It's like a straight dagger to the heart. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she like grabs. Um, the second, second. Yeah. <laughs> let's just call it second, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty like frightful. I felt and there's another moment with um, Kristen Scott Thomas, a, a similar kind of like action that oh is God, she was surprising. Doing the monologue. Not the oh, the monologue with the hair. I'm yeah, when she's of. like, psh, psh. well, it's like, it's like all three of us would gather together, and Max would be there, and. He'd go harder, harder, and she like tears down um, she, like, Lily James's hair. With hair. A brush. We like we rewound and watched some moments <laughs> because we were like, "Damn, that, that is, is full on." Um, I did so those feel little surprises. Like, I don't know because I think the bedroom scene is like the iconic scene. Of oh, the it 40s is, yeah, film. yeah, and it's yeah. like. I felt like there were some extra bits that were added in here in this version. Like I, we, I, this is the one where I paused at the end of the bedroom scene and I went and watched the other the original one, one, the original yeah. one, just to be like, were Wait, these lines what? in there as well? They were what? not, but it's just it felt very like subtext yeah. made text, just like yeah. the right. bit at the end, like Mrs. Danvers is like, you will never live up to Rebecca. She says something like, like oh that's, no, it's like it's not it's not exactly that, but it's something which is yeah, it was very much just like the subtext. Of oh, the scene. she says like. <laughs> You'll never yeah. be as good as her. You'll never be yeah. as good as her. You may as yeah. well like leave now or something like that. And it's just like that's we got that. We don't need to like Ben. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to and I felt like there were moments like that throughout where there were just some like subtext made text and like even some of the things like him sleepwalking through the house and she's like following oh him it's the dream like, or like yeah. when she's walking in the dream and there's all the like plants going around her legs yeah, and stuff yeah, and you're like yeah. oh, okay and then like, she wakes up very... and she's sitting <gasps> in a shitty um like green uh bed jungle spread. pattern oh, yeah <laughs> and matt thought that she had wet the bed <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is she was just like her reaction was like very flushed and then the next scene was like rolling waves and i was like oh what is that <laughs> Um, I just want to shout out the the casting agent as well because there are some very distinctive oh, the faces. faces. Oh, there especially are some of good, the like, English Oh, Clarice's faces. faces. Um, face, Clarice. face, her face, her faces. There was a point where, like, at, like her yeah, we were in a scene with Clarice, face. and I was like, I wonder if Clarice looks nice if she's just you know yeah. got nice makeup on. Like, I feel I, like I you know most be. people yeah. look nice if they have nice yeah. makeup on, but they have really made her look very strange. This yeah, film, yeah. Actress. <laughs> And there's yeah the, the boy Robert the boy servant oh, also yeah, the a big strong ears. character yeah. face yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I, Ben the the guy at, in the shed oh with, the scary shed guy yeah with the <laughs> accent oh that sequence was quite fun though with the dog just like growling and in, in his I face I like the dogs but yeah, then yeah what bitches. was what was scarier was his spotty accent which was <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that was a and he's yeah. just acting like yeah <laughs> sir. <laughs> The, and all throughout, there is 
here and there, we were saying for Sam Riley as well, like just you can kind of see the strings of the performance mm. a little bit, mm. Um, mm. which I don't know, just because I guess Lily James, like, and I guess we haven't really said this, but she does feel, she really does ground the film. I do like yeah. her. She really I does command it. This is a really good yeah. performance. It's a sense yeah. performance. That it's w- no Joan Fontaine, no. but... Um, yeah, but, I, I like know, her. If she does well, yeah, hold it. Exactly. So, yeah, when you see people that are a little bit more like, no, you must get over here or whatever, um, then you're like, ooh, that's a, that's a bit much. We we, we, I, we made a point when, when watching this, Matt and I, of, like, seeing, like, when were the scenes of certain characters. Right. So, like, there's the moment where the, um, is it the cousin? Uh, or, or of of Max, um, you know, of Rebecca, Rebecca's cousin. Yeah, who looked yeah. like um, Dave, our friend. Um, oh wait, no, no, that's Frank no, Hobart, his lawyer. The the, the groundskeeper. No, that's what. No, he's like well dressed. Oh, he's the guy that manages the estate. Yeah, yeah. manager of the estate. Yeah, Uh, and he gets like a moment out on the the water where he's talking about how beautiful Rebecca was. Of and he he gets this close up, and Max and I will Max, sorry Matt. um, (laughs) I was thinking of Maxime de Winter, um, which is how Lawrence Olivier delivers it when he introduces himself. And I will never forget that line delivery. Anyway, long story short, um, he's like, she was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And we were like... Didn't quite hit. Mm. Mm, Not yeah, quite. No, didn't quite, didn't quite yeah. hit. Didn't, didn't quite see the mi- image in your head, so... Can I just say, like, in terms of scene, there was this one moment in this film that, like, again, in terms of subtext made text and in terms of, like, <laughs> dream sequences that I think were over-literalized, the bit at the masquerade ball where there's suddenly a red lighting... Oh, Rebecca, and everyone Rebecca, starts chanting, uh, Rebecca, 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 Rebecca. <laughs> 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 I fucking cracked up at that. Oh, like, that was so funny. No, me and James were chanting Rebecca as well. So like, I was Rebecca, like, we have to Rebecca. chant Rebecca at some point. No, you know what? I kept, You know what I was expecting? You know how they had those birds flying up around oh, the yeah, mansion? Oh, yeah, like big sort of shapes when, and stuff. But they yeah, were going to make an ah? Yeah. I was like, surely not. And then they, they didn't. And I was like, okay, that's what we stretching yeah. it. But you knew... I mean, yeah, those those birds those birds have been getting a lot of work actually. You know, they really found their found you know, started out with like take shelter and then really built their career with true detective. Yeah. And now they're like working pretty consistently. Hey, and stuff but like also this. they've done their comedic work in Shits Creek in the crow. <laughs> <laughs> so they're versatile. They can do anything. Yeah. It's a long, anything da- can... long time since their debut in Birdemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they've been around since the birds. Honey. <laughs> anything they'll put their beaks to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, do we have more to talk about on this film? I liked, to, I liked, um, I liked uh, the sister, Kili Hawes. She, oh, she, she was, was good. lovely. She yeah. was good. Yeah. 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 She seems like a lovely British lady. <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I'll. She's from Bodyguard, by the way. I guess I'll like push know. back lightly against your your thing, Cass, with with Danvers. Um, Kristen Scott Thomas did work for me in this film. Like I thought, it was just. I was just like marveling at like who was in it and who like felt her, like they I were giving a really strong performance. Was really good for this performance. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's been she a is, while. Like, technically very good. It's just uh, the the choices she made. I didn't yeah. think quite fit with this film. 
Yeah, I guess because I, it's been years since I've seen the 1940s Rebecca and I was like, oh, maybe I should have rewatched it for this, but I'm quite glad that I didn't because mm. it was nice for it to be quite separate, separated from I it. I do want to see the, the old yeah. Rebecca again. And, like, and the more that we discuss, I am seeing that like a lot of the choices feel quite more and more disparate. Mm. Like they don't feel like they add up to a whole, but um, mm. yeah, it, it was nice to be separated it, from something so like... That large so loom looms so large rather as Hitchcock. It would definitely be more interesting if, as you mentioned, this remake, which Ben Wheatley says is just another adaptation of the book and not a remake of the nineteen forty film. Sure. Um was a uh, was told through Danvers's perspective. I just think yeah, there's like such really a really cool there's like an inbuilt audience for that as well. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It's yeah, just, oh, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many people that like like Rebecca that specifically what they take out of it is that oh my God. yeah, I, subtext. Now that I've spoken it, I feel like Danvers is gonna happen. I think yeah. so. and Ryan and, Murphy. And Ryan Murphy's going to do it. And, and it's, it's going to be, be really Sarah Paulson. <laughs> it's going to be Sarah Paulson. And it's yeah. just going to be like him directing weird, like sex scene things with, that don't make sense oh with the yeah, time yeah. period. Little flirtations like, oh. between the two of them uh, yeah. but in a kind of sexually explicit yeah, way. No. Why, why not just make a whole universe? Like she dates Nurse Ratchet or something. Like, why <laughs> it's not? Sarah Paulson dating Stop speaking because you are willing this into existence. Yeah. You know, Hannibal Lecter just stops by. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, well, should we get to, if we don't have anything Do further? Do we have anything else? No. Nah. I'm all done on this guy. Um, okay, one comment. Why is the costume design so inconsistent in this film? Like some yeah. of the... I just says another thing. The, the, the bathing suit that Lily James wears when she's in, like, they're there at the beach at one point. And she's yeah. in the lake. Yeah. And it looked way too modern for 1938 or whenever the book was written. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. supposed to be the set. I was just like, no, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Like, that's sort also, of with the ties, with a man present. Because, like, like e- no, they don't make when, those. Even when she has her awakening, girl, why are you still wearing those clothes? Like, yeah. Like, mm. the, the coat that she wore to the trial? No. I don't like it. It looked like she was like. She was was a professor. Yeah. Yeah. She was going to like teach a lecture a class, a tweed suit. Um, Dressed up for court. Gotta look serious. Yeah. Yeah. She looked like Harriet the Spy or some shit, you know? Like, but I digress. Let's get to. I was trying to figure out how to do Harriet the Spy. Let's (laughs) espy our views together (laughs) on Bag. Or biff. Well, that one gets a biff from me. Bag. Or biff. That transition. Who <laughs> <laughs> um, would like to go first? I'll go first. Yeah. I, um, I, while watching this, I really, I was enjoying the stylistic flourishes. Um, you that, were. That you really were. It's, uh, I know that they're bold and I know that they're strange. Um, like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> but I like a film that is just going to like, just like pivot and like make a show of itself, be a peacock a little bit. Um, you know, I am the only one that defended Kurt Russell's Tommy here. Um, not defended, but I, I, I bagged Kurt it. Russell. No, not Kurt Russell. Ken Russell. Sorry, <laughs> Kurt Russell like did not. Maybe <laughs> I bagged Tommy also. Maybe I think but I did. I, I'm what I Kat guess what is I'm just getting the at. The mean one. I'm the mean judge of the three yeah. of us, and that's okay. <laughs> I guess what I'm what I'm getting at is I was really thrilled to see that Wheatley was doing some stylistic flourishes and was trying to wrangle with this story and take it into new directions. It did relatively hold me. I was really uh, disappointed 
disappointed by the first hour, like oh, not thrilled by it, mm. but it really picked up some steam and it's like really great performances on a story that I think is really interesting to be retold and reintroduced to a new audience. So if this encourages people um, to read the book, to see the 90s, 40s, 1940s story. <laughs> the 90s, 40s. Yeah. Count how many flubs I've done with my language in this episode. Um, then As many times as she kissed Army. Yeah, <laughs> which is in the double digits. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a drinking game if yeah. you want to watch this film, by the way. <laughs> um, Army Hammer, he really... Oh, he go. brought here it down. Go. He is a he is a weight that the hammer was strong. Here it was go. Thor's hammer, unable to pick up. It was dragging <laughs> the film down. I'm sorry, Army. It's probably my first negative Army performance, but all up, I am bagging it. Um, I had I had a good time with this film, despite the uh, despite the flaws. You go, um, I'll go next. I feel like, yeah, my views on this one has been pretty clear. Um, mm. Yeah, this is a biff from me. Uh, I just, I, di- I didn't find this film, like, offensively bad, but I just was like, I just don't know why I would want to see this. Like, if I could put on, like, you know, the 40s version is a much stronger adaptation of this book. And I didn't really find that much worth in this as, like, a remake or a re-adaptation, however Ben Wheatley would like to classify this. Like, I didn't really see the reason for this film existing, I guess, mm. was the thing. I was kind of watching this being like, why did you decide to remake this again? Like, I, I don't really understand his impetus for wanting to do this. And particularly when I'm like, I have this great idea. <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like there is so it's many not, more interesting things you could do with like, it. It's not like, you know, like yeah. a remake like Little Women where it did yeah, have where, like, like, there is such know, a clear radical. vision in the yeah. new Little Women that is just like, ah, oh, of course I understand why she wanted to make this, even though there's like another, you know, famously iconic like, adaptation. Yeah. Or like in previous, three no, others. Famous, like, yeah, multiple yeah. iconic adaptations. Um, but yeah, it's like that had a vision. This does, It's not that this feels visionless but it just doesn't feel like it justified its reason for existing you know it just felt like it was like okay um yeah and so yeah definitely a bit from me and just please you know if you're a director and you've got a you want a screenwriter that would uh, like to write uh, a readaptation of Rebecca from Mrs. Danvers' perspective then you can email me at mixbagcontact at gmail.com okay just get get started on it Cass and flip it around before I go What do we think Mrs. Danvers' first name is? And what do we think the second Mrs. De Winter's first name is? Cass, you go. I think second Mrs. De Winter would be something like... I feel like uh, she'll be like like Hildegard or something. Like a kind of longer and like not very... Not yeah. very pretty. Name. Sorry to any Hildegards out there that are listening, but like kind of slightly ugly. <laughs> she could go by Hildy. That's so cute. Oh, Hil- yeah, she has a Hildy, but it's just like yeah, it's 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 not a particularly like cute, nice, like you know, like yeah. lovely name. Um, so that's why she doesn't really you know use it very often. Yeah. Um, I feel like Mrs. Danvers. She gives have, like, me more of, Hildegard vibes, actually. I feel like she she would have like a name that's no longer in use. Yeah, you know, like this one that that just is completely outmoded that nobody has anymore, which is hard to. What think if her of, name so was like Patience or something? <laughs> yeah, like Constance and Patience yeah. and those ones that like you do not find yeah. new Constances very often and very yeah. few Patiences. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those ones you sort of find on like a nineteenth-century like roll, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh, okay, this is a thing people used to be called. But yeah, Google, Google for your right answer there. For, for second uh, dot. 
Dot the Winter. Dot the Winter. So I'm going Dot's the opposite. Good. Not a long name, just a short one, small. She doesn't take up a lot of space, doesn't really. Well, that's nice. You know. And uh, Dental. Dental Danvers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. why she hides it's it. Dental, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> what, what, I like, to me, I'm just like, Mrs. De Winter, no, no, second. Thank um, you. I feel like respect her, the Respect feel, the two. Literally, I feel like her name is Rebecca. <laughs> like, That's what I thought at one point. I forgot. And I was like, oh, he's literally done that weird thing that, that some people do where they, like, date but, a person but by the same name. It's probably, like, Brackenzie or something. <laughs> Brackenzie? Where are all these names coming from? You know, Brickenzie. she's like... Yeah. And she goes by Brick? She's time-travelled from the 21st yeah, exactly. century. <laughs> she's time-travelled from Twitter. And Jeez. Mrs. Danvers is... um. <laughs> Dental's pretty good. Thank you. I don't know if we can get past Dental. <laughs> yeah, I should have gone last. Yeah. Her name is Dan. <laughs> Dan Danvers. Dan Danvers. Yeah. Yeah. And she used to hang out in pubs. They would be like, old Dan Danvers. Just having a having an ale. Danny. Oh. oh, Danny boy. Oh, I do okay. like they call her Danny. Like, yeah. 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 Matt, Danny. did you did you go? Did you? Do no, I haven't. Else? No, I was buying time because look, I actually look. A part of me is like, I did like this film in a way that I was like, oh, it's you know, <laughs> fun and trashy, and I like both of the leads visually. Um, but a part of me, logically, I'm just like, well, why, what? <laughs> so I guess if I follow my heart, ooh, it could go either way. Ooh. Ooh. It's a fight between the brain <laughs> and the urges. Yeah, and the urges. Oh, um, no, I gotta be. It's it's a biff. I'm sorry. It is. Oh. It's a biff. Yeah. 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 It's. Uh, it doesn't really. I was gonna. It, it's existence. If you were gonna but. biff it, I was like, oh, bag it. If James biffs yeah, it. No, but, but it's. Um, you know, I think this is a fair. Yeah. This is a fair result. Like yeah. it's a biff, yeah. but it's got a big defender in there, which is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always feel mean when we triple biff a film, and this like I hate it. <laughs> But like, we have, and we have. most of those have we been do. deserved. Like, I feel yeah. like Nick and Nora, yeah. right? Oh, we're oh yeah, but like, but there's been other mini films that have the been greatest bigger show than Nick and Nora. Oh, like, yeah. literally. <laughs> like, literally, just, yeah. yeah. The old triple biff, it's, it's a Tom, hard category was, to achieve. I was going to say Tom Hanks, that's not a film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just cancelled Tom. Tom Hanks, Tom biff, Hanks throw him biff. in the bin. Oh. Okay, all right, well. All right, that so. That comes... Yeah. Um, to the end, we come to the end of our Halloween this is episode, us, yeah. Yeah. Rebecca. But uh, you can continue to be spooky if you want. Uh, and while you're being spooky, why don't you follow <laughs> us on social media? <laughs> what um, a good segue! Thanks, <laughs> thank James. you. Uh, on you're mix- getting so much better at this. <laughs> no, I, it's a real skill of mine. <laughs> Mixbag podcast on uh, Facebook, on uh, Twitter. No, no, Mixbag Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and on podcast on Instagram. You can also email us at mixbagcontact at gmail.com. Mm. Uh, please rate us uh, five stars on Apple Podcast. And five stars. you can also ch- uh, find us on Podchaser, uh, where you can rate Mixbag also five stars and leave a review. It's the IMDb of podcasts, and it's uh, way easier to like log a review than something like Apple Podcasts, but... Do both. Why not? Yeah. Um, we want to hear from you. We've been getting some really um, cool uh, suggestions 
from people just talking. Uh, we have one that will chat to you afterwards, Cass, that we heard uh, tonight. We don't need uh, last night. recording. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I will. If this is a recording uh, conf, but okay. Yeah, but I. Uh, it sounded really interesting, and I'm keen to check it out. So I'll. I let don't you know, know what we're talking about. Might be a future episode. <laughs> yeah, it could and, be. And um, that's all from me. Check out Apocalypse Songs and Cass on the BBC if you can. Shit around, spit the word there. That's not officially a mixed bag thing, but uh, yeah, we'd love that. And fuck Trump. Fuck Trump. Fuck Trump. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. And see you at Mandalay. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.